love watching sports? Well, how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere? In your house, on your computer, even on your smartphone for one low price. With National Programming Service, you can. That's right, for one low price, so low we can't publish it, you can take your favorite sports anywhere, anytime with you. And we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call National Programming Service right now. You could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live World One. Your inside look into combat sports. Yeah. Brought to you by the WBO, the World Boxing Organization. How about that? And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and Internet history. Let's get him. Let's get him hard. Pedro Fernandez. Better grab me quick before my knees give way. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the coronavirus studios, of course, substituting for the Ring Talk studios, of course, we cannot go into the actual sports byline headquarters because of the lockdown, we're still in lockdown, we're observing this, of course, it's called shelter in place, if you don't observe it, what can I say, you're running the risk of getting sick. Now, now that we're off that subject, welcome to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, my name is Pedro Fernandez, for the next two hours, live on... Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, and Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, of course, Dan, the Dan Patrick Channel, Channel 211, and now SB Nation Sports. We'll talk boxing and mixed martial arts. Hour number one, we'll bring in the retired HBO godfather, Mr. Wisdom himself, Larry Merchant. Larry will be here, of course, and spread, it'll be Larry unplugged there. Just let Larry go. Let Larry go unplugged there. Straight up, Larry Merchant, about 20 minutes past the hour. Hour number one of two here on Sports Byline. Hour number two. We'll celebrate the birthday of Alexis Arguello. He was born April 19th, 1952. Of course, he died very controversially or violently, one or the other, July 1st, 2009. He was my buddy. We'll talk about that in depth. I'm not going to go into the negative stuff. We did that last week. Remember, we did the Alexis Arguello show last week. So we didn't went into the dark side of Alexis and all that kind of good stuff. Today, we'll celebrate the positive side of Alexis, the three-time world champion who failed in a very critical bout, of course, with Aaron Pryor back in 1982. That was basically his demise. After that, Alexis was never really Alexis. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. We have open phone lines. You can join us if you like. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Or get this, the kill free, no commitment to text line. The number, write this down. 415-275-1613. The text line, once again, 415-275-1613. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, a production of Sports Byline. Are you a 1099 contractor, business owner, or self-employed? Then you need to hear this important message. 
Through the Coronavirus Relief Act, you may be entitled to an advance of up to $10,000. But if you are like most hardworking Americans, you don't have time to spend hours waiting on hold and digging through government paperwork. The good news is you don't have to. SBA Coach has already done all the heavy lifting for you. Text SBA to 55444 and our two-minute survey will tell you if you qualify, then get you started on our simple and easy application. Funds are limited, so don't miss your chance. Text SBA to 55444 or visit sbaquick.com to get your free qualification survey. We are here to help you apply to the SBA, but we are not connected or endorsed by the federal government or SBA. Again, text SBA to 55444 or visit sbaquick.com and get in line for the funding you need. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy esports app for player props, and they are currently offering contests for CSGO, Dota, and League of Legends matches. Choose five over-under props for a player's stats to build your lineup. The riskier your choices, the more your selection is worth. They've already awarded over $1.2 million, so rack up the most points for your chance to share the prize pool. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Use a promo code AI at sign up today for an instant free $10 credit. That's Thrive Fantasy with the promo code AI. Come prop up now. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Get this, you can't go to the nightclub anymore, at least not for a while. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I promoted a dance February 1st. It was a sold-out event here in San Francisco at the uh, Sons of Italy Hall out there in the Excelsior District here in San Francisco. And I'm not bragging or boasting, but that may be the last of the events for a long, 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 long time. So if you went to that lame-ass Super Bowl and the 49ers got creamed, if you went down there to New Orleans or Miami or wherever that was and you skipped my party, all the people, the dozens of people that bought tickets and skipped my party and went to the Super Bowl, you brought that spit on yourself. <laughs> you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I'm an award-winning writer. 
uh, won a few awards, and I am also a four-time Golden Glove champion, happened to be ranked number 13 in the Olympic year. I won't give you the year because that sort of gives away my age. Bottom line is, I am an old man. Speaking about old men, let's talk about young men. Straight up, Vasil Lomachenko, of course, the current world lightweight champion, 14-1, and two-time world amateur champion, 32 years old. Um, pretty good-looking fighter, no doubt about that. A southpaw, now fighting out of Oxnard, California, of course. And then he's got his nemesis, I think, Teofimo Lopez, of course, a kid from Brooklyn, New York, 15 and zip. I think he's at 11 or 12 KOs. Of course, they call him the bomb, and he is the bomb. Javante Davis, the tank, of course, another mm, southpaw, but not my favorite fighter because he's 25 years old, but he's 23 and 0, but he's just not the most dedicated guy in the world. A kid out of Baltimore, New York, so Baltimore, USA, straight up. A little bit of ghetto there, and you can't take the ghetto out of kids sometimes. And then again, you don't want a kid with a college degree fighting in a boxing ring. They just don't. It doesn't work. Anyway, uh, going through the rest of the lightweight division, of course, Devin Haney, originally out of San Francisco, the SF resident, now living in Las Vegas, with undefeated now, 24-0, the WBC lightweight title holder or title title holder in abstentia, some kind of crap like that. Bottom line is, he's a decent fighter, and there's no doubt about it. Okay, and then you look at. My man, Ryan Garcia, King Ryan, call him what you want. Everybody's got all kinds of bad things to say about this guy. But to me, he's young, he's bright, he's handsome, and he's got the girls behind him, man. And, you know, I know Oscar had all the girls behind him, but now he's got the, the girls behind him in, 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 a, uh, in, in the digital world. What was that? Two or three million dollars, two, three million people following him on Instagram and all that kind of good stuff stuff so i mean he's the hottest thing going i think as far as a fighter is concerned people say to me man he really hasn't fought anybody man you know you know in fact socrates palmer larry merchant all these guys eh, poo poo him but i'm telling you i see something in this kid that other people just don't see i just i just see it i mean the ability to 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 faint people and when i mean faint people in other words you fake them in other words you do something and you get them to look one way and you hit them with another shot sort of like a distraction the fact that he's able to to uh, faint people and get them out of position and knock them cold with one shot, man, that doesn't come along too often. I think he is a special fighter, no, no doubt about that. Victorville, California, now fighting in L.A., of course, Oscar's boy, the golden boy, the golden boy's boy, 20-0. I think he's got about 18, 19 knockouts. Impressive fighter, not a great amateur background, of course, and the same with Haney. Haney didn't have that great of an amateur background. Of course, they thought he was going to go on and maybe win an Olympic gold medal. He was like the next coming of Sugar Ray Leonard, things like all that kind of stuff from instead about these guys. Okay, This is an incredible uh, group of lightweights, no doubt about that. Lopez, Davis, Javante uh, Davis, um, Lomachenko, of course, Devin Haney. And other people say Richard Comey's a decent fighter. But no, no, I'm not going to put Jorge Linares. Well, he's way, way past his peak. Luke Campbell, forget it. Anyway, the guy that's going to rock, I think, is going to be Ryan Garcia. He's going to be the people, that, he's going to be the guy that puts butts in the seats and, 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 I think at the end of the day, he's going to be able to prove himself. Just knock these guys stiff. Of course, Lomachenko um supposed to take on Lopez in May. That fight's not going to happen, obviously. Probably put off to maybe September, October. And will there be fights even then? I mean, because the social distancing thing, and I'll bring this up just real briefly. Um, I studied the 1918 flu. I studied the, the 20th century. I just studied the hell out of it. I studied the political assassinations. I studied the diseases, the wars, all that kind of good stuff. I was just a freak about the 20th century. So I studied the 1918 flu, and the 1918 flu basically got spread by Americans who was here in the United States, and then they, they, they went around, you know, they, the war broke out, so they, they sent soldiers all over the world, and guess what? They brought the flu with them, and then, of course, the, the flu was over, and then the second wave of the flu came when the war was over because these people went out in the street and they celebrated, and guess what? The second wave came, and it killed more people than were killed in the actual war. So what I'm trying to tell you is this is no joke. Back to the lightweights at hand. 
Um, as I said, Ryan Garcia is my favorite. I would say second is Teofimo Lopez. But talent-wise, you got to look at the solo Machenko. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, the way he breaks people down and, you know, I don't know how to fight him. I mean, all these other guys, I could maybe come up with a strategy to fight. I, would, I wouldn't know how to come up with a strategy to fight Lomachenko. Maybe I have to uh, in, employ the Roy Jones strategy, you know, step on his foot and get him off balance and hit him in the arms and hit him on the hip and stuff like that. Because, you know, when you're fighting a superior athlete, when you're fighting somebody as a superior athlete and you're not better than them, well, guess what? You're probably not going to beat them at their own game. So you've got to bring something else to the dance. I used to step on guys' foot on, feet on occasion. Um, I think Keith Rucker, he was on what eight no seven knockouts something like that till he ran till I retired him. Um, six foot one, hundred thirty nine, hundred thirty nine pounds, moving around real well, moving, moving, moving. After I knocked him down about twelve seconds into the fight, he started running. So I couldn't handle this guy running, running and holding. So I stepped on his foot. I just stepped on his foot. The referee didn't see it. Brent Venegas didn't see that, but I stepped on his foot, held him in one spot, and ripped that body, baby. Put your foot on that lead foot and just hold them in pot and spot and rip to the body. Guess what? It works. You are tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, that is the lightweight division. I think it's the richest division in boxing, right? That's 135 pounds. And uh, people say to me, hey, you know, if you ever turn pro, where would it be? 135 pounds, and these guys would kill me. They'd have me for lunch. Straight up, I wasn't in that league. No doubt about that. They are the great five. Silva Michenko, Teofimo Lopez, Gervonta Davis, Devin Haney, and Brian Garcia. You're tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Next up, the retired HBO godfather, Larry Merchant, in the house. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how 
simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call, that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. And if we cannot end now our differences, at least we can help make the world safe for diversity. For in the final analysis, our most basic common link is that we all inhabit this small planet. We all breathe the same air. We all cherish our children's futures. And we are all mortal. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Everyone said, I wish I was in your shoe, I wish I was in your shoe. The people, the hundreds of people that wish they were in my shoe don't know the That's tenth right. of it. If they were in my shoe, they would cry like babies. Wow! I feel good. From JFK and Maniacal Mike, Southern California and the retired HBO Godfather, Mr. Larry Merchant. How are you this morning, sir? Um, actually, pretty good. We're having good weather down here and uh, looking forward to another week of it. Okay, here's a good one. Um, a couple of few years ago, you remember this, I think we did the fight together. Um, Joe Calzaghe and, Roar and uh, Bernard Hopkins were in a fight. Hopkins said something like to the point where no white boy will ever beat me. And of course, Calzaghe went out and beat the paint off him. Um, and now Devin Haney has basically said the same thing regarding the Solomonchenko. Is this, would that be considered a racist comment or is, is that just, just a couple of athletes going back and forth? Uh, I didn't, I didn't take it as any intentional racism. Uh, although boxing and combat sports uh, often tend to bring out uh, the worst as well as the best in athletes. Yeah, but but the how can I put this? The boxing, you know, when it breaks down, and we have a like when Jerry Cooney fought for the world heavyweight championship against Larry Holmes or any of these great white hopes fight, you see a, a division in, in the in the in the population. You've got two camps, and they're they're racial camps, and you never see that in any other sport. Um, well, that's what I was just referring to. I mean, uh, there's also ethnic differences. We've seen Polish fans cheering the Polish fighters and 
Mexican fans cheering the Mexican fighters. Um, I don't think there's any uh, anything wrong with that. Uh, the sport, in a, in a way, is is built on those ethnic differences, and for a moment in time, there are uh, occasionally clashes over the uh, the the ethnic lines, um, as well as the clashes in the ring. Okay, question. Uh, I think this is a fight that you did. Jerry Cooney and Larry Holmes, they, they introduced Jerry Cooney last. And I've never had seen a champion introduced last in a title fight in my entire life before then or after. Have you? I think it's happened uh, once or twice here and there. But in that occasion, uh, the racial stuff was palpable. Um, Jerry Cooney was a great white hope. Um, he was the focus of the uh, fight. Uh, he had been unbeaten. He had been knocking out most of his opponents. And um, there were some serious clashes in and out of the ring uh, because of it. Wasn't there a shooting at, at that in, in the parking lot at that uh, event? Uh I there, I think there was, but that's wow. I said, you know, things happen. Obviously, you know, there was a lot of bad blood in the water there, and people betting back and forth that their ethnic bets or racial bets, call it what you want. But the bottom line is, you know, we've got a, a fantastic lightweight division here. If these guys ever get back to action, Devine Haney, Davilso Lomachenko, um, my guy Ryan Garcia, um, they they look uh, Diofimo Lopez. They look studly. I mean, 135 pounds really looks like, like who's going to be king? Uh, well, I'm as curious as the next fan, uh, and I'm even more curious about uh, whether this long hiatus uh, would result in boxing. Uh, some of the uh, bigger fights happening sooner than later. Yeah, I, I think so, too. In other words, they have these, uh, we call them mark time fights or, or work fights, this and that, like like Ryan Garcia and Jorge Linares, even though Linares has got a great record in this, and we wouldn't consider that a real competitive fight. So we can get rid of those non-competitive uh, fights in between and get straight to the meat. True uh, that. Uh, whatever, whatever it takes, I think that the boxing industry, just like, any other industry has been hurt, damaged uh, by the pandemic. And um, so I think they're going to try to get to the bigger fights as soon as they can. You know, I try to call myself a student of history. I try to study the 20th century to an extent, political assassinations, history, wars, even a pandemic here and there. <clears throat> the 1918 flu when the war was over, everybody went out to celebrate the war being over, and then they they they, they doubled up on 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 the flu. In other words, like the second wave was what really wiped people out, wiped out more people than the actual war itself. So, can you sort of tell people like sort of being inside is sort of who Godfather? A little advice here from Larry Murray, stay in the house. Uh, well, uh, maybe I've been uh, holding up too long. 
because I've been reading everything I could and watching everything I could about this and and one of the one of the fallouts is that the experts uh, have felt all along that there would be some kind of pandemic uh, coming along something new that we didn't know was in the air um but there was also a certain arrogance in the human community that uh, our science and engineering and have advanced to such a, a point that it really couldn't uh, impact the world the way other pandemics have in the past. G- going back to the Black Plague of the 14th or 15th century, I forget, and others before and after. But here we are as uh, scientifically advanced uh, as we could have imagined, and, you know, suddenly we're stopped standing uh, because of another virus that we didn't know was out there. Well, you know, you look at the, the looking at the the big picture right now. Looking at the entire picture, thirty years ago, when when scientists said something, people listened. In the seventies, eighties, when scientists said something, people listened. You know that, yeah. But now everybody questions science, and they in religion trump science with about hmm, a third of the country. It's just I'm I'm being a secular soul. I'm actually blown away by that. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with. Um, the local cultures, uh, which includes a business, going to work, earning a living, uh, earning a hundred livings, um, and it's communicated in a, in, in a different in different ways to people. But uh, yeah. Um, if we had one a hundred years ago, why couldn't we have one a hundred years later? Um, there have been other pandemics, um, AIDS and so on, and the scientific communities have weighed in and minimized them, uh, at least in the in the U.S. and, and most of the Western world. Um but uh, this one blew them all out because um, uh, of a certain kind of arrogance that, well, somebody must be taking care of these kinds of things, uh, not noticing how various parts of the government have been uh, suspended, abandoned of experts who were... Uh, examining these issues and ready to pound, to punch back, so to speak. Um, okay, here's, here's a question for you coming in on, on Bernard Hopkins. Julie sent this from, looks like Cleveland. Um, is Hopkins a racist or just a, uh, I can't use that word, I only, it's just a jerk. Uh, he and I once had a, 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 a serious back and forth uh, at a uh, fighter meeting, um, I, I don't know if I can classify him as a racist. Um, 
certainly, in my experience, uh, no more or less than uh, some others who maybe try to disguise their racism uh, while appealing to their supporters. Um, I mean, I I was called a racist uh, on uh, apparently numerous occasions uh, after two incidents that I was involved in at HBO, the Oscar De La Hoya incident um, uh, when he when he uh, fought Pernell Whitaker, and then uh, of course the back and forth between Mayweather and me later on. And supporters of uh, their fighters um, didn't particularly reason things out. They just saw it as, uh, as through an emotional prism and so anybody who was against their guy or who, or who challenged their guy or disputed their guy uh, must have been uh, anti-Mexican or anti-black, whatever it is. But I'm a, I'm a, uh, a, 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 how should I put it? The words are escaping me. Um, I don't care what religion or race or ethnicity you are. To me, you're an athlete and a performer, and there are questions that come up before, during, and after fights. Uh, no matter uh, what you believe in or what your color is. You know, back to Hopkins, I'll never forget for the, uh, I, can't, I can't remember the guy's name, I was going to fight at the Hilton, we went to we went to have dinner afterwards, and um, I had this waitress set him up with all this food, and she brought him out special drinks and this kind of good stuff. And we're leaving. I don't know if I told you this, guy, but we're leaving. And I said, we got to tip, tip this lady. He said, no, we don't tip her. He goes, I don't give tips. He didn't give tips. So anyway, I had to leave her 20 bucks. So I've been able to dog Bernard for the rest of his life on that, because every time he walks up, he goes, Pedro, you're not going to bring up that 20 bucks, are you? And <laughs> well, you have to understand of- something. Uh, which is that uh, fighters generally materialize from the underclass. The underclass are people who can't afford to go uh, to, quote, restaurants. Uh, Going to a fast food establishment is uh, in in their uh, budget. Uh, and they, and so some of them may not know about tipping. Good point. I, when I go through the drive-thru for McDonald's, I get my dollar coffee in the morning. I give them a five spot. They deserve it. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. We're blessed with the presence of the HBO Godfather, retired HBO Godfather, Mr. Hall of Fame himself, Mr. Larry Merchant. He will stick around for a few more minutes. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, coming to you from parts unknown somewhere in North America.
comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker we have great rates for you as well at the term lifeline we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above so if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance call right now for a free quote rates and availability may vary by state sample rate quotes are based on preferred not tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify 800-807-1981 800-807-1981 that's 800-807-1981 Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy esports app for player props, and they are currently offering contests for CSGO, Dota, and League of Legends matches. Choose five over-under props for a player's stats to build your lineup. The riskier your choices, the more your selection is worth. They've already awarded over $1.2 million, so rack up the most points for your chance to share the prize pool. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Use a promo code AI at sign up today for an instant free $10 credit. That's Thrive Fantasy with the promo code AI. Come prop up now. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, are you just going to stand there and let people not give you credit for being a good driver? You deserve discounts on car insurance, and that's what Snapshot from Progressive is for. So why aren't you signing up? You need music to get pumped? Hit it! Drum solo! Ow, that hurts my fingers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. The TVS Television Network. For decades, your home for great sports TV is back. You can watch six TVS sports channels now streaming on WatchYour.TV. It's free and it's on the Internet as well as on Roku, Android, and iPhone and iPad apps. Watch TVS Sports Network, TVS Classic Sports Network, TVS Turbo Sports Network, TVS Women's Sports Network, TVS Tavern Sports Network, and TVS Boxing Network. That's TVS Television Network. Six free channels at WatchYour.TV. April 19, 1952, Alexis Arguello was born in Managua, Nicaragua. Of course, a former three-division world champion. Lost his life in 2009, July 1st, 2009, under suspicious circumstances. We'll just put it like that. Of course, we'll do some positive stuff on Alexis in hour number one. If you want to hear the untold, unplugged, uh, un- 
unbiased, uncensored look at Alexis Arguello. I did that on last week's show, I think last Sunday, did an hour on Alexis. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We are here with the retired HBO godfather, Mr. Larry Merchant. And of course, you know, Alexis and I were close and then distant and close and then distant. And of course, um, I talked to him a month before he died and he sounded so up and so chipper. And I talked to him when he was depressed before Larry. And then, of course, July 1st, I think I get a call or, uh, later that day that he'd either committed suicide or he shot himself, man. But going, looking back at Alexis, the fighter, what's your perspective? Well, he was a terrific fighter, uh, a boxer, puncher, um, uh, with a high level of skill and smarts and cojones. Uh, he was a, a full package when he was, you know, a, a, a bantamweight who moved up to lightweight. And um, just a hell of a fighter, one of the best fighters of his time or any time. Uh, um, never an easy out. You know, the first prior fight, uh, Panama Lewis was in his corner. Of course, people on this show know how he, me and Panama Lewis have almost went to blows a couple different times. But Panama Lewis was in his corner. And Bill Miller, who was Alexis Arguello's agent, he was working, he was working Alexis's business for him. Um, he went and tried to get the Aaron Pryor gloves, and they disappeared. Nobody ever saw those gloves after they took them off there in the ring. Those gloves had never, ever surfaced. So my impression was that, you know, I looked at Alexis's face, and the fact that he had been in 90 fights before that, he never got busted up in, in, in that manner. The fact that he got busted up like that, the fact they couldn't get a hold of the gloves, and then a few months later, Panama Lewis is caught in June of 1983, Taking the padding out of Luis Resto's gloves, which led to the uh, the demise of a Billy Collins. So my impression was Bill Miller's impression was that Pryor's gloves were taint, were tampered with the first time around with Arguello. Looking at Arguello's face, any 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 anything any feelings on that? Uh, I guess any and all theories might apply. That was one hell of a fight. And I'm reminded, you know, there are, are ways that prize fighters get tipped. How is that? Well, if you save your gloves from a big fight, you can probably sell them for a, a nice profit down the road. But, but what I've been thinking about during the break is that at the famous Olympic Auditorium in uh, Los Angeles, where there were terrific fights on a weekly basis for a long time, if there was a fight that really excited the fans, they would throw quarters into the ring mm -hmm. and more. And so, in a sense, they were tipping the fighters for an outstanding performance. <laughs> I'm laughing because I fought in the Olympic three times, but I'm laughing because they threw. They sometimes they would throw things other than quarters, and they were in in a liquid form. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That was a little crazy. Yeah, well, if uh, if a waiter or waitress uh, performs well, you give them a good tip. <laughs> um, folks, what I'm alluding to is that on occasion people would throw the ear. Their uh, processed beer. Is that a good way to put it, Godfather? Processed beer? They would throw their processed beer at people. Um, that w that one I never I never heard of, or maybe I've uh, I've tried to forget it. 
Um, what are you doing this week? I mean, is, is life slowed down for you to the point where you're in the house 24-7? What are you doing? No, 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 no. Um, I go for uh, a nice long walk, um, stay away from people, wear a mask. Um, I work out at home for an additional half hour or 45 minutes and stretching and such. Um, yesterday, uh, we visited our daughter and her husband and, and two little boys. Um, we stood apart from them on, on their porch and watched the boys race around on their, uh, scooters and talked and laughed and so on. Um, but that's only an occasional thing. Um, we are uh, taking a few rides in our car up the coast. So we managed to keep ourselves busy. And, of course, um, we have television schedules and uh, reading schedules and such. Well, I got, um, cut, man, I've got some, some feedback on my ear. I'm hearing Larry twice. Can you work on that for me? You are tuned to Ring Talk Live worldwide, all across America, Canada, Puerto Rico, and of course, the, the Virgin Islands. Um, Larry, I, I got to ask you one question in particular. Um, this contact with people, the social distancing, it worked in 1918. Why are people so against it now? I mean, I mean, they're having actual demonstrations in the street against this stuff. Why would you want to demonstrate against trying to stay alive? Well, uh, I'm not a, a social psychologist, but I expect a lot of it has to do with um, being homebound and wanting to uh, say hello to friends and relatives. Um a lot of it um, has to do with um, economics and trying to get out there to make uh, sh to make sure that they can uh, get back to work. Um, there's a, there's a political side of this because uh, our president uh, seems a divided from one hour to the next on whether we should abide by the uh, rules of the streets these days or I'm not. Into this. Because his election may, or re-election might be determined by uh, how the economy goes and how long this lasts. So there are various uh, impulses you know, toward getting out of this. Down in Florida, for example, Pedro, um, there's no state uh, income tax. Where the state make, gets its money and where the local counties and towns get their money is generally a, a big part of it is tourism. So they want to open the beaches because that's where they get their, their tax money to run their communities. That's where the, the local industry is centered. 
So there are all various kinds of incentives uh, to try to break free. And very often it's politicized uh, because in some of the scarcely populated states, um, people don't feel as vulnerable as they do in the big cities. And, uh, and it's more likely to be conservatively uh, oriented and wanting to get back to business as usual. You know what, Larry? I'm having all kinds of technical problems. Kiss the guy, Mama. I'm going to cut you loose. We'll talk real soon, okay? Hey, I hope you uh, you keep your six foot distance while they um, while they fix the wires. Thank you, Godfather. So you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline. the debt destroyer network any debt you have credit card tax student loan debt call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt it's great advice plus when you make this free call now we have debt destroyer experts ready to help they can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track debt problems don't have to be overwhelming you can live stress-free and debt-free Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003 Eight hundred four eight five six zero zero three. Eight hundred four eight five six zero zero three. Call right now. That number is eight hundred four eight five six thousand three. Do you owe ten thousand dollars or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. 
If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. It's February 1967. Muhammad Ali is about to fight. Guess who? After the Williams fight, Clay met World Boxing Association champ Ernie Terrell in the locker room. Clay tapped the six-foot Terrell playfully, telling him, you are not too big. Unsmiling, Terrell took off his jacket while newsmen shouted encouragement. I am surrounded at the moment by two massive men. The gentleman to my left has just told me that he is the only man in the world that Muhammad Ali is afraid of. So the gentleman to my left has to be Ernie Terrell. To my right is the author of a great new poem. He is the heavyweight champion of the world. He pretends that he will have an easy time of it February 6th at the Houston Astrodome. You continue to be unafraid of this man. Yeah, uh, I'd like to say something right here, you know. Cassius Clay, yes. Why do you want to say Cassius Clay when Howard yes. Cosell and everybody is calling you Muhammad Ali? Now, why you got to be the one of all people who's color to keep saying Cassius Clay? Uh, Howard Cosell is not the one who's going to fight you. I am. You're uh, really you... hard on yourself now. Well, why uh, don't you keep the thing in the sport angle? Why don't you call me my name, man? Well, what's your name? You told me your name was Cassius Clay a few I years ago. I never told you my name was Cassius Clay. My name is Muhammad Ali, and you will announce it right there in the center of that ring after the fight if you don't do it now. For the benefit of this broadcast, him, all right? You uh, just acting just like an old Uncle Tom. Another flawed palace. I'm going to punish you. Let me tell you something, man. You ain't got no Back off of me. No. Don't call me no Uncle Tom. That's what you are, an Uncle Tom. Why are you going to call me Uncle Tom? You heard me. Just back off of me. And so, ladies and Uncle gentlemen... Tom, as the two contestants prepare for battle right now. Back off of me, man. Back off of me, man. Another interview has been recorded for posterity as the two gentlemen continue to promote the fight. Perfect. That's it. Predict that Terrell will catch hell at the sound of the bell. He's going around saying that he's a championship fighter, but when he meets me, he'll fall 20 pounds lighter. He thinks that he's the real heavyweight champ, but after I'm finished, he'll just be a tramp. Now, I'm not saying this just to be funny, but I'm fighting Ernie because he needs the money. I don't usually make predictions, but I see Clay with such limited ability till I'm predicting that I will knock him out. Terrell steamed up their fight by pointedly refusing to use Muhammad Ali's new name. Once again... Ali reacted with fury. Of all people, he had to say the name Cassius Clay. Of all people, one of my own kind, a so-called Negro, he's determined to continually call me Clay, knowing that that was a slave name, knowing that that's no longer my name. And of, uh, 
He saw everyone else calling me that but him, so I called him my Uncle Tom Negro, and I'm going to give you a good whipping, and immediately after I whip you, I'm going to hand you the microphone and make you announce me by my name. Weaver? Yes. Uh, this is Ernie Terrell, heavyweight champion of the world. Well, ain't this a surprise? Ernie Terrell, the heavyweight champion of the world. What world, chump? You not no champion. You just a jive champion. I'm the champion. And you have a lot of nerve calling me on the phone, the real heavyweight champion, and telling me you are Ernie Terrell. I didn't call you. I called Rick Weaver. Well, I got a good whooping for you anyway. You just get ready. Now, you talk to him, Rick. I don't want to talk to this fellow. What's on your mind, Ernie? Oh, thank you, Rick. Other than uh, Mr. Ali. Well, uh, he's not on my mind. I'm giving you a press conference tomorrow. You're invited. You're having a press conference tomorrow? Fritzel's uh, restaurant, 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock? Will you be there? I'll be there. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay. Bye. Rick, I'll call that, I'll call that an insult, Rick. I'm on the telephone. I come all the way out of my way, come down to your station, and my enemy, Ernest Terrell, calls up. Well, that's just, I should walk off of this show now. And what nerve do he have calling me up and talking about, calling you and hollering about this is the world heavyweight champion with me on the show? That's, well, he, he, that's he must ridiculous. believe it. He must believe that's it. That's ridiculous. Well, well, we'll see who's the champion. I'm trying to be humble and modest. This fella, stand me up. Well, all right. You know, I talked with both Ali and Terrell, Ali in depth on this, and Terrell, we sort of went back and forth on this. I said, why did you continue to call him like Cassius Clay? Cash, why did you? He goes, I thought I would get under his skin. Yeah, he got under his skin. He beat the snot of you for 15, 15 rounds. I mean, it wasn't even close. I mean, I think every judge had it a shutout or more. I mean, there was some 10, 8 rounds involved straight up. Muhammad Ali really took it to Ernie Terrell. And Ernie, although although they were both in the same place together, I think we were in um, – in Canisota or in, in the garden, one or the other. But Ali and him were both in the same room, and he didn't want to show Ali any props whatsoever. And this was like uh, 19, 18, 83, 84, somewhere around there. Bottom line is, Terrell never learned. At the end of the day, he got his <clears throat> head handed to him. April 15, 1985, the day I met Larry Merchant. Yeah, and the day, of course, wow, Hagler and Hearns went down. Nine minutes of violence, call it what you want. They call it the greatest three, three rounds of boxing, the greatest fight of all time. I just thought it was two guys like... You know, going for it. And Tommy Hearns employed some very, very poor strategy. And, of course, that's what I think lost in the fight. Not saying he would have won the fight, but the fight really wasn't all that competitive outside of that one right hand that Tommy Hearns landed in the first round. Of course, bang, goes right on the chin. And Marvin said, like, hey, 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 you pissed me off there. Here I come. And, of course, Marvin came back and whooped that butt. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide all across America, Canada, Puerto Rico. Stay tuned for hour number two. Hour number two of Ring Talk live worldwide comes to you on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, and Sirius XM Satellite Radio, as well as SB Nation. Ring Talk live worldwide continues after the break. Radio News with John Hunt. The Navy's top admiral will soon decide the fate of the ship captain who was fired after pleading for commanders to move faster to safeguard his infected crew on the USS Theodore Roosevelt. Admiral Mike Gilday will decide whether Navy Captain Brett Crozier stepped out of line when he went around the chain of command and sent an email pushing for action to stop the outbreak. 660 sailors on the aircraft carrier now docked in Guam have tested positive for the virus and seven have been hospitalized. 
one sailor has died and more than 4,000 of the ship's 5,000 crew members have been moved for quarantine. The review won't be limited to Crozier. It will also look at the command climate on the ship and higher up within the Pacific-based fleet to determine if there's broader leadership issues. Gilday could decide that Crozier acted in the best interest of his crew and was unfairly removed and could reinstate him as captain of the Roosevelt. This is USA Radio News. So I don't know if you saw this, but there was just this big study about anxiety among us. Really interesting in this study about what can keep us up at night. One of the top stressors out of all the things to worry about is paying for health care. A huge majority of us say we're worried about that. It's totally understandable, but there's an affordable alternative to health insurance. It's MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry, and it has worked beautifully for more than 25 years. And not only do people save lots of money, they get access to a huge network of doctors. They get to take advantage of 24-7 live access online where they can talk to a doctor and even get prescriptions. And, of course, there is the savings. With MediShare, the typical family saves $500 a month. That can help you sleep easier, too. There's a lot to love about it. No wonder it's grown so much. Here is the number to find out more. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-B-I-B-L-E. 833-34-BIBLE. Foreign licensed physicians living in the United States can now apply for a temporary emergency license to practice medicine in the state of New Jersey during the coronavirus pandemic. Governor Phil Murphy said this army can always use more reinforcements and said the program will begin accepting applications immediately. Physicians licensed under the program will be able to provide in-person medical care at facilities licensed by the state of New Jersey Health Department. Anyone setting foot on the streets of San Francisco outside their homes will now be required to wear a face covering, as is going on in a number of other cities around the country. The order by Mayor London Breed and Health Director Grant Colfax goes into effect immediately. Additionally, transportation workers and other employees who interact with the public must also cover their face while doing essential work, according to the new city mandate. Los Angeles, California's largest city, already had a similar policy in place. This is USA Radio News. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your dish-authorized retailer now. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. That's 800-610-5739. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Britain's Queen Elizabeth is canceling her 94th birthday party because of the coronavirus. Here's USA's Chris Barnes. Ceremonial gun salutes and other pomp and circumstance are often used to celebrate special occasions in the British royal family, but the Queen says she doesn't feel it's appropriate given the coronavirus outbreak. It's believed to be the first time in the monarch's 68-year reign that that event will not be held. The Queen's actual birthday is this coming Tuesday, but it's not officially celebrated until June each year, but even the June parade has been canceled. I'm Chris Barnes. Lady Gaga, Stevie Wonder, Lizzo, the Rolling Stones, and Paul McCartney, among others, sang classic songs brimmed with messages of hope and change during a TV special aimed at fighting the coronavirus. Lady Gaga kicked off the event by urging people weathering the coronavirus pandemic to find a way to smile through the pain. It was an eight-hour event supporting the World Health Organization alongside advocacy organization 
global citizen. Paul McCartney sang the Beatles' Lady Madonna and talked about the work his mother did as a nurse. The members of the Rolling Stones from four different locations joined forces to perform You Can't Always Get What You Want. One World Together at Home aired simultaneously on ABC, NBC, CBS, Bell Media and was hosted by Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, and Jimmy Kimmel. At the event's end, organizers announced the total amount raised was over $128 million. For USA Radio News, I'm John Hunt. Do you love watching sports? Well, how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere? In your house, on your computer, even on your smartphone for one low price. With national programming service, you can. That's right, for one low price, so low we can't publish it, you can take your favorite sports anywhere, anytime with you. And we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call national programming service Right now, you could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. gentlemen live from the west coast it's time for ring talk live worldwide your inside look into combat sports so let it be written so let it be done brought to you by the wbo the world boxing organization pull up some dust and sit down and now the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history i am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior i engaged in Pedro Fernandez. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network production. I'm talking about Ring Talk Live Worldwide 35. Make that 36 plus years now of being often imitated but <laughs> hardly duplicated. Straight up, my name is Pedro Fernandez, and this is hour number two of the Sunday edition of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, we come to you Sundays at 11 a.m. Pacific time for two hours, and we come to you Saturdays for 11 a.m. Pacific time for one hour. Straight up, this is the Sunday edition. This hour of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, I'll bring in our Saturday star. I'm talking about boxing's only PhD. Mr. Socrates Palmer will join me in about 20, 25 minutes past the hour. And, of course, before that, I'll get to the it's, – it's birthday. It's, it's his birthday. I'm talking about Alexis Arguello. Of course, he's been on this show in the past, and – I was thinking about digging up some old tapes and this and that, but they just hurt. The bottom line is, I went a week ago, I did a show on him, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Talked about his life, his death, the whole nine yards, his drug use, all that kind of good stuff. But today, we're just going to talk about him in 1982 before he fought Aaron Pryor. This is when he was basically the WBC lightweight champion. He was 29, almost 30 years old. Wasn't yet, I think, fulfilled as a man, but the bottom line was, he was reaching his peak, or had already reached his zenith as a professional boxer. Of course, Alessio Arguello, born April 19th, 1952. So we'll delve into that pretty much uh, for this entire hour. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, the American Forces Network, Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, iTunes. I keep going, but the bottom line is I'd run out of time. 
You tune in to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, of course, on Sports Byline. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Are you a 1099 contractor, business owner, or self-employed? Then you need to hear this important message. Through the Coronavirus Relief Act, you may be entitled to an advance of up to $10,000. But if you are like most hardworking Americans, you don't have time to spend hours waiting on hold and digging through government paperwork. The good news is you don't have to. SBA Coach has already done all the heavy lifting for you. Text SBA to 55444 and our two-minute survey will tell you if you qualify. Then get you started on our simple and easy application. Funds are limited, so don't miss your chance. Text SBA to 55444 or visit sbaquick.com to get your free qualification survey. We are here to help you apply to the SBA, but we are not connected or endorsed by the federal government or SBA. Again, text SBA to 55444 or visit sbaquick.com and get in line for the funding you need. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Hi, I'm Rick Tittle, and I host the Video Game Review every Sunday night at 9 o'clock Pacific, midnight on the East Coast, right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Video games are way more important than your job, your school, or your relationship, so let's talk about them. Everything from the 2600 to the 360. I don't work for any video game company, so I'll tell you what's worth your money and what stinks. Also, cheat codes, interviews, your calls, I'll give away a game, release dates, all that and more every Sunday night right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. If what you're looking for is real loving, then what you see is what you get. Did LJ change speeds there? You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. The dramatics. Memories of the dramatics. Of course, man, 
what can I say, LJ rocks and roll, but, you know, Ron Banks, he was really the guy that founded the Dramatics. He was the original lead singer and this kind of good stuff. And, you know, he and I would occasionally talk on the phone and he was just, he was just a wonderful guy. I think I told you guys that story when we pulled into a uh, hotel in Hayward, California. It was after a show and we, I think UC Hayward, something like that. We did something on the college. So we're in the same van together coming back to the hotel and, oh, it was a series. So we pull up to the front of the hotel and, 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 and Ron Banks goes, wait, 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 no, no, go around the back, go around the back, go around the back. And he's screaming, he's all panicky. I'm in, like, like, what's going on? He goes, that's that girl from L.A. I said, what do you mean that's a girl from L.A.? Of course, they were in L.A. the night before, and that was a girl that he was with the night before in L.A., and she had followed him to this concert, and I guess he didn't want to see her. Bottom line was, that was a bit awkward for Mr. Banks, no doubt about that. May he rest in peace. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live, Raw Way. We take it from the dramatic my buddies to another buddy. I'm talking about Alexis Arguello. The year was 1982. Of course, he did a tour of the United States so with uh, Aaron Pryor. I take that back. He didn't Pryor didn't tour with him. He toured, he toured by himself. But he came to San Francisco. Of course, there was a big Nicaraguan population then, then and now. And they came out in full force. Jack Fisk had put it in the paper that he was going to appear. Of course, the Examiner put it in the paper. So all these media outlets were there. And there was Alexis Arguello just smiling with that million-dollar smile that he had, no doubt about it. Of course, approaching the biggest fight of his life against a bigger man. Here's Alexis Arguello prior to the prior fight. In Nicaragua, they love their boxing. And you don't have to look far at all to find a match or two on any Saturday night. There have been lots of local heroes here at the Cranshaw Outdoor Stadium, names like Kid Pascualito, Nacho Lamele, Tancasito Gonzalez. It is a boxing-crazed country. And if you can't make it out for a couple of beers and a long card, you can listen to the action on the local radio station. It used to be they never had much to cheer about in this Central American country, but they do now, because this is the homeland of Alexis Arguello. In fact, it was here in this outdoor boxing ring in central Managua where Alexis Arguello had his very first professional fight. For his work, he earned himself $40. But more importantly, he earned the respect of the Nicaraguan boxing experts who looked up into the night at that skinny little kid in the ring and said, finally, we have our champion. training for his 80th and perhaps most important professional fight. He is in pursuit of something that has never been done before, a fourth world title. He is obsessed. There are no distractions in this broken down neighborhood gym in Miami. No loud music to pump him up. No cheering section to massage his ego. No, this is far too serious. He talks to nobody. Conditioning is everything. A boxer's body is his weapon. Conditioning. This is a time for intensity, not levity. The laughing and joking is for outside the gym. What a This is the Alexis Arguello fight fans don't and wouldn't pay to see. He's a nice guy. Gentle, compassionate, a family man. The main thing is, uh, I'm going to give a good education. Pretty good storyteller, laughs at everybody else's. I don't tell, I don't tell bad jokes in this company. You look at him and you say to yourself, 
This is the guy who slam dunks professional fighters into the mat? I know, I know. This guy has had 62 knockouts? Friends like this, who needs enemies? This is the great and feared Alexis Arguello? Don't be fooled. This act stops at the ropes. Inside, Dr. Jekyll turns into Mr. Hyde. I've only seen one other fighter that had this effect on his opponent. That was Joe Lewis. Uh, he was so mild-mannered and, and so soft-spoken outside the ring. He disarms people, but when he gets in the ring and he hits them for the first time, they cannot believe how strong he is. They have no idea until they get hit that first shot. And no matter where it hits them, anywhere, then they know. They know, wow, what am I in here with? Arguello <laughs> all over him. Roschetti's desperately trying to stay on his feet. What a display. The referee has stopped After the, the beatings, there is always the Alexis Arguello trademark. Console the opponent. The nice guy reappears. It's been that way since he took his first title away from Ruben Oliveras in 1974, and since then he's collected two more with a stunning 76-4 and four record. He's been around long enough to even knock out kids who idolized him when they were growing up. 76-4, and four, three world titles. You'd think he'd be a household name. He isn't. Not yet. I swear to God, if I'm born in America, and the um, American people is not that easy. You have to prove. You have to go prove step by step who's who you are. Uh, Leonard to win two titles, to have less fight than I got, is uh, Jesus. Now with me, with 80 fight, three world titles, that's the only difference. I'm not American. Well, last year he went into the ring with one of America's favorites, Boom Boom Mancini, who was trying to get the title his father never got when he was a fighter. In the end, Arguello almost came out the bad guy. But when it was over, fight fans across America were treated to something they seldom see. You two guys are a credit to what it's all about. Here is the challenger, Ray Mancini. Come on in here. That's what we're that's what we're talking about. Ray Mancini. I love you, father. That's the most beautiful thing you have, like I have my father. While Ray Mancini's father watched the fight at ringside, Arguello's father was at home in Nicaragua. He still lives in the same house in Managua where Alexis was born. And on a Sunday morning, there are almost always visitors, and the conversation most always is about that skinny kid who used to live here. I can never take that part of my life away from me. Never. Not even if I want to do it. Alexis grew up in this neighborhood, and while his father made and repaired shoes, his mother delivered them. It was here in these streets where Alexis Arguello had his first fights, the ones with no ring, bell, ref, or gloves. Not the kind of place many people are able to break out of. Those things are usually for movies, books, and Alexis Arguello. In really life, this is only two ways you can do it. It's you're doing good or doing bad. There's nothing in between. In a movie, you can project the end. But in life, I mean, if you take good care of yourself, nothing could happen. Gunfire is the only sound to be heard as citizens stay indoors and the general business strike continues. While he was away fighting, something did happen. The government was overthrown in a bloody revolution, and the old neighborhood turned into a war zone.
Sandinista guerrillas today savored a total victory over Anastasio Somoza. What the Sandinista government inherited was a country still trying to recover from the 1972 earthquake that killed thousands. For Arguello, this turn of events didn't fit in with his black and white world of training and conditioning. His younger brother was killed in the war and in death became a national hero. Even had an avenue named in his honor. And the price Arguello paid? His family torn apart, never to be reunited. The gym he built for the neighborhood kids was seized by the government. And to add insult to injury, the Sandinistas outlawed professional boxing. And even worse, they named Arguello's gym for his brother, tying the Arguello name to the revolution Alexis didn't support. They took everything, seized his dream home, evicted his mother and sister at gunpoint. Arguello will not return to see what is left over, the poverty, the people waiting and watching for a better life that never came as promised. Even though he hasn't been home in three years, he hasn't been forgotten. In the marketplace, they still sell Alexis Arguello t-shirts with an imprint of optimism showing four crowns, not three. It is as though he never left. He's a national hero now, but if Alexis sometime comes to Nicaragua, I can guarantee you that uh, maybe 200,000 or 300,000 of people is going to the airport to receive him. Quite frankly, Arguello is afraid to go home. Just, uh, just think about uh, that 200,000 people to kill a man just be just one. You know, the government can send somebody in the airport and have a good go on. And, Do you think uh, that happened? Oh, yeah. I mean... Do you worry about that up here? Do you think that they would send somebody up here? Oh, yeah. I miss my family a lot, but, you know, just, uh, I cannot come back to my country for the problem. You know, they want to stay there. They've been living in there for all his life, you know. His mother tried living with Arguello in the States, but didn't like Miami, so now she sits at home with her memories. Is it hard for you all the time because Alexis is gone? But he is a knockout victim by the champion Alexis Arguello, who has successfully defended his championship for the third time. Well, right now, I have the respect for my country, because I'm a Nicaraguan, but I, I have a respect for this country. And all in my life, America would be part of my history. The Alexis Arguello story always brings us back here to Nicaragua. An embattled country still trying to get over the earthquake, still trying to get past the revolution which produced its own political heroes and martyrs. But you have to understand there's only been one idolo, one idol. Alexis Arguello is their national hero. And despite the millions, the Mercedes, the yacht, all the trappings of American success, Arguello will never forget Nicaragua. In fact, he will never forget this place, the ring where he had his very first professional fight. And back then, it was a basic struggle for survival. So there he is, working for something nobody has done before. Four titles. And in his black and white world, confident he'll get it. Pat O'Brien, CBS Sports. You know, when he came through and did the tour in 1982 for this fight with Aaron Pryor by himself, as I said earlier, um, he was confident, he was quiet. 
who was within himself, but he told me deep down inside, he goes, Pedro, I've got this fight. There's no doubt about it. He goes, I've got this fight. I know this fight. He goes, I've studied this fight a hundred times and I've won a hundred different times. Well, that's the confidence that a champion takes into a fight. I mean, you never think you're going to lose. I never went into a fight where I thought I was going to lose. Even sometimes I was again faced against guys who were bigger or better than me. But the bottom line is you never go into a fight thinking you're going to lose. Or Hoyle did not go into this fight thinking he was going to lose. In fact, he thought there was no possibility of him losing. I mean, he was he was a man at that point. He was the man at that point in time. <clears throat> the WBC lightweight champion, 135 pounds, took that title away from Jim Watt with extreme ease, of course, and Watt had beat Howard Davis. So essentially, at 135 pounds, the work was done. There was not a whole lot more for him to do at 135. Remember the big fight with him at the uh, for him at the Aladdin Hotel and defending that WBC lightweight title <clears throat> against a Hawaiian, the Filipino Hawaiian, Andy Gannigan. Man, it was the second round, and Arguello gets knocked down by a right hook. And I know about right hooks because Ernie Chavez knocked me down not once but twice with a right hook. So it's a southpaw. In other words, the guy's the left hand. He's throwing these hooks at you from the opposite side, man. <clears throat> you don't see them, they'll kill you. There's no doubt about it. But he got clocked by Andy Gannigan, so he gets knocked down. So I'm sitting there in the first row. I think you can see me on the TV there at the Aladdin Hotel. It was a CBS TV presentation. So I'm jumping up and down. I'm like freaking out, man. I mean, holy cow, he gets knocked down right in front of me. And he's like... Not looking good, okay? So he gets up, gets himself together, and he sort of looks a little bit robotic. I'm talking about Arguello, of course. And Andy Gannon is just coming at him, throwing all kinds of punches. Here's a guy that knocked out Sean O'Grady in the second round a few months prior. So he's a real deal, no doubt about that. One of the hardest punches ever in the history of boxing. So Gannigan's coming at him, and Arguello's got a, a cloudy mind. He said he saw three or four different Gannigans. I've been there before. You see multiple guys in front of you. Instead of one, there's like four or five guys and a couple referees. Anyway, he was seeing multiple Andy Gannigans, and he got out of the round. <clears throat> so in the next round, the third round, Andy, Andy Gannigan hits him again. Except this time, he's hurt worse than he was the first time because he saw the punch coming. He was able to accept it. There's something about a punch that you see it coming. You can sort of take it, although it, does, it doesn't diminish the the. the the ferocity or the velocity of the blow, it sort of takes away the surprise. And I think the surprise a lot of times is what, you know, you don't you get you get hit with something you don't see. That's what sort of surprises you and knocks you down. Anyway, Arguello got rattled in that third round. He came back. He would end up stopping Andy getting away. That would be the toughest fight of his life up, up until the prior fight. And he told me that he was hit the hardest, even though prior hit him as many times as he did in that 14-round fight, of course, back in 1982, ending in the TKO loss for Alexis Arguello on the 14th round, even though Pryor hit him often and hard. He said the one punch that, that, that Andy Gannigan hit with in that third round was the hardest punch he'd ever been hit with. And the bottom line is, I will leave you with this. I am of the opinion Alexis Arguello's passed away. Of course, July 1st, 2009, whether he killed himself or whether, or whether he was shot, that's, that's a matter for debate. Okay, Aaron Pryor has passed away. <clears throat> I am of the opinion that the gloves were tampered with in the first Arguello-Pryor fight. That Panama Lewis, my enemy, my arch enemist, took the padding out of the gloves, much like he did the Luis Resto gloves in June of 1983 at Madison Square Garden, which he was suspended uh, for life and banned from boxing for, except in this, for the state of Pennsylvania. But the bottom line is, you know, he took the stuffing out. I think he took the stuffing out of Aaron Pryor's gloves because nobody had ever busted Alexis Arguello. It looked like Arguello had been hit with a billy club, like he had been arrested by the police and resisted arrest, and they hit him in the face with a flashlight. That's how bad Arguello's face looked. And through 80 fights prior, you had never seen that. So I'm going to my grave thinking that Panama Lewis and maybe Aaron Pryor, because, you know, Aaron wasn't all straight up at that point in time. There was a lot of cocaine in his life. I'm not saying that, that he knew it, but 
he sort of had to know it. Those gloves had to feel a little bit tighter, a little bit looser. You had to feel your knuckles on the leather, no doubt about that. So I think Pryor and Panama Lewis conspired to take a victory away from Alexis Arguello in 1982. You are tuning Ring Talk live worldwide on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, of course, Channel 211. SB Nation, iTunes, Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, like a thousand different internet platforms. But the bottom line is, you're here right now, right on. Thank you for listening to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We'll be back with the boxing PhD, boxing only PhD, Mr. Socrates Palmer after the break. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 
855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. You know, I'm just excited. Uh, just excited to be back. I wish we could do a fight every night. You know me, Pedro. The great late Nick Charles, of course, of Showtime fame, the man with all the hair when he started CNN Sports back in what, 1988, 1989, something like that. Bottom line is, may he rest in peace, he was my buddy, Nick Charles. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, your inside look in the world of boxing and MMA. Um, boxing, of course, in Thailand, evidently they had a card a few weeks ago and everybody or a few people associated with the card have now got the coronavirus. Shame on them for getting together. The social distancing thing, I, it's not, it's not, it's, it, believe it or not, there are people fighting it more than just on TV. <clears throat> I was somewhere the other day and a Latina lady was in a 7-Eleven store and wearing my mask and a Latina lady who wasn't wearing a mask got close on me. So I told her back up and she said to me, back up for what? I said, back up. She goes, back up for what? I said, back up, because you know why there's a coronavirus going. Well, what's that sign saying on the wall? It says six feet. Stay six feet away from everybody. This was social distancing. Yeah, right. Well, anyway, bottom line is, she's not the only one feeling that way. WBO, welterweight champion, I'm talking about Terrence Crawford, said that he doesn't believe this at all. He thinks it's some type of media conspiracy. And I don't feel like these people that say they're dying and sick uh, from it is actually true. This is Crawford. I think they're using fear to control us right now for something else. I don't know what it is, but me personally, I just can't agree with a whole bunch of the things that they're saying right now. The media runs the world, said Crawford, of course, out of Omaha, Nebraska, where they've got a whole lot of PhDs coming out of there. No doubt about that. He must be one of them. Anyway, you put everything on, then everything's going to run with it, and you have people scared. Bottom line is he's undefeated in 36 professional fights. Thank goodness he's not a doctor. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Let's take it to the... To the Bronx, baby. They're bringing the Bronx bomber. Boxing's been only PhD a little bit late. Of course, a day late. He's usually our star in the Saturday edition. Talk about Socrates Palmer. Sock, how's the family? Everybody's well, Pedro. Thank you for asking. How's everything with yourself? Things, you know, things are sort of cool. I mean, uh, I want to mention the fact that Anthony Yardy, of course, the former light heavyweight title challenger who, who, who looks so, so pretty good in the Great couple of fights. Anyway, he lost his father, I think, and no, his grandmother and his dad to this coronavirus. It looks like Eddie Cotton passed away a couple of days ago. Of course, he was the referee that refereed Mike Tyson and Lennox Lewis, and he was my buddy. Of course, we had fun, and I kept saying I was going to have him on the show, and I didn't have him on the show in the last couple of years. So, yikes, guilt there a little bit, reigning in Pedro. And, of course, Sharon Leonard, Ray Leonard's sister, is in the hospital. Evidently, she's on a, on, on a ventilator, too. So things are a little bit crazy, bro. Yeah, um, you know, the boxing community, it's a small, it's a large community, less small, yet small community. Everybody knows everybody. And um, I was really sad to hear about uh, the passing of Eddie Cotton, a real uh, gentle giant, so to speak. You know, he's a tall guy. Uh, he's a, he got a lot of work. Uh, I'm sorry? Yeah, he, no, no, he got a lot of work, no doubt about that. Keep going, nobody, nobody interrupt you. Keep going. Uh-oh. I'm sorry, tall guy, um, he used to get a lot of heavyweight fights, as you know, um, like you said, his most famous uh, gig was uh, Tyson and Lennox Lewis, and um, he's a real nice guy, I believe he was a retired uh, 
sanitation worker, I remember. <clears throat> and Emmanuel Stewart broke out in that fight, of course, went into all kinds of F words and that kind of good stuff, trying to get Lennox Lewis off the stool. Straight up, it did work for us. Lennox Lewis was an eventual knockout winner over Mike Tyson. You are tuned to Ring Talk, live worldwide on Sports Byline. Got a quick station break here after the break. More with boxing's only PhD, Mr. Socrates Palmer on Sports Byline. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy esports app for player props, and they are currently offering contests for CSGO, Dota, and League of Legends matches. Choose five over-under props for a player's stats to build your lineup. The riskier your choices, the more your selection is worth. They've already awarded over $1.2 million, so rack up the most points for your chance to share the prize pool. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Use a promo code AI at sign up today for an instant free $10 credit. That's Thrive Fantasy with the promo code AI. Come prop up now. Now, more of Ring Talk 
with Pedro Fernandez. I stick my neck out for nobody. The great Larry Braggs on Lead for Tower of Power, of course, now the lead singer of the Mighty Temptations. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. You know, somebody said to me, Pedro, what did you think of Bang- Bangkok? We were there. Actually, I was in Bangkok for 48 hours, and um, all I could say was I didn't need my chastity belt in Bangkok. In Bangkok. Bottom line is I didn't even take my zipper down to go to the bathroom. It was scary. It was actually almost a bit of a germ, folks. So if you go to Bangkok and some of these third world countries, um, it's, 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 it's a, it's sometimes it can be a horrendous experience being a germ folk. You are, t- or it's even a slight germ folk. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live worldwide. You're inside looking the world of boxing, MMA. Uh, the boxing's only PhD. Socrates Palmer's on the line, of course, from the Bronx. And I gotta say, you know, that's a box, that's a, uh, uh, coronavirus hotspot. And yet you've got, uh, Mr. Terrence Crawford saying he doesn't think it's even a, he, he thinks it's some type of a hoax, man. Good Lord, what's up with blood? Uh, you know, I I mean, to use the word hoax is a little bit offensive to people that have lost family members um, and loved ones. The one thing that I, that I maybe think Terrence Crawford is trying to get at, there are a lot of deaths that are being attributed for, to COVID-19 simply by having symptoms, because not everyone is getting tested for it. Um, Maybe that's what he's trying to say. I can't speak for him. I can only, you know, read what he said. And um, something, the problem is with everything that's going on, a little bit of information sometimes is a bad thing. No one really knows because supposedly this is something new, this pandemic. You know, so I think there's different opinions. And, and yet my brother's a nurse. He's a nurse. He's in the front line uh, four days a week. And... He's gotten orders from people that you're not supposed to resuscitate. Um, well, the EMTs have been told if you can't resuscitate them, if they're having a heart attack or an <clears throat> asthma attack, don't bring them in. You know, so it's wow. it, maybe the cook in the books. I don't know, but to say that it's a hoax and it's a little offensive if you lost somebody. You know. Yeah, no doubt about that. You know, and, and the bottom line is, you know, as I said, from the 1918 thing, of course, World War One was over. So people went out to celebrate the war. And then, of course, the aftermath was millions of people got infected, reinfected, of course, the second time around. And it killed more people and actually died in the war. So what I'm trying to beg people to do and I'm trying to I try to implore my friends and they're just not some of them are just not going with it, man. So. I mean, I've just cut off contact with these people because I don't know what here's – what, here's, here's what's up, Socrates. What do you say to somebody that's basically ignoring all the social distancing kind of stuff and they've got a family? I mean, what do you say What do you say to them? Hi, how are you? I mean, the thing is how, you're probably acting very selfishly if you're not adhering, you know, with common sense. Um, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do. You know, and um, and if it doesn't affect you directly, people are going to act a certain way, you know. And I remember a teacher used to tell me the hard-headed have to feel it to believe it, <laughs> you know. And, and until it really hits you, then, you know, you, you won't change your, your ways. And, um, you know, eventually everything, every, every behavior that we have catches up to you. Um, you know, especially if you're younger, you feel invincible. You know, if you're quote unquote in good shape, um, 
you know, it's a, it's a situation that we hope passes quickly. You know, and um... but but you know, here's what's up. You've got to find things to do. I mean, you know, there wasn't the internet in 1918, so people didn't have ways of entertaining themselves at home. I mean, you can still go out and go jogging. I'm going jogging. Still, still jog. You know, every day. There's certain things you can still do. I mean, the fact that you want to sit around the house and look out the window like you're a cocaine. You know, like when those coke guys looking out from behind the blinds. Cops out there. Cops out there. You know, you can go outside. You can breathe some air. So I, I suggest that people do try to get some little exercise and maybe walk their dog and things like that. Just you know, obey social distancing. And if you're like me, turn six feet into ten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. It's, <laughs> I six feet into, you know. I I heard that in Jacksonville they opened up the beaches. Let's see what happens, you know, in a week or so. What, what happens? Which I think is insane, you know, that like they're opening up the no, beaches. No, 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 no. It's not insane. It's it, there's no word for it. I thought yeah. about it. I thought about coming. I'm, I'm supposed to be a wordsmith, and I was going to ask Larry Merchant to come up a word for it, but I, I was I wasn't going to push him to the limit. I, there's no word for this. There's absolutely no word to describe the fact that. People are going to the beaches in Florida. It's not insane. It's beyond that. Yeah, I mean, one thing is to open up the beaches. The other thing is to be, you know, dumb enough or brave enough to actually go. You know, I wonder how many people are actually going to be there. Um, you know, it, listen, everything has to be done with common sense and, and, and logically. Um, I understand that there's 22 million people that have filed for unemployment. That's scary. I mean, yeah, the 20, damage. I was. I heard twenty-five. Yeah, I mean that's that's really scary to hear. Um, and I, I I do drive around because I I do have to work. I'm working two days uh, from my office and three days at home. And it's mm -hmm. real sad when you drive through a local street and you see all these businesses just with the gates down. You know, mm -hmm. bakeries and jewelry stores and barbershops, salons. Like, what's going to happen? You know. Well, you know, if the, if the money was going in the right spot, they, they'd be they'd be invested. The government would be investing in this and that. Um, I don't want to get into a uh, I don't want to get fired like Don Imus this and that. So I'm probably going to watch the way I say this, <laughs> but you're not you're not going to believe this. But the hoes were on the street yesterday in Oakland, California. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know, the streets got to eat. I guess you know. I mean, oh! <laughs> I mean, to say you know at least oh, i mean what's up i pull up to el pollo loco because they got the uh the, the the drive through still going on and um i try to pull up to el pollo loco and i roll down the window and i'm looking over at the corner and this girl's like waving at me i'm saying myself do i know her and then i realized man you're in oakland you're on international boulevard east 14th street and yes there hadn't been hookers out there probably in a couple of months or whatever since this Lockdown or whatever went into effect, but there actually were a couple of girls out there working the street yesterday, and I was just absolutely blown away by that. <laughs> Look, I was going to say, I, I'm sure there was no pun intended, you know, being blown away, but uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's the oldest profession, you know. Uh, I guess it, it, is it recession proof? We're going to find out, you know. Uh, oh, hey, Showtime's <laughs> been doing some pretty good stuff here. Evidently, you know, ESPN. They had an 11-hour boxing marathon on Saturday. Ali and Foreman, Evander Holyfield and Foreman, De La Hoya and Chavez won. Of course, I promoted that fight on closed circuit and made bank. 
Uh, Oscar De La Hoya and Felix Trinidad, a bit of a dull fight there. Hagler and Hearns, of course, April 15, 1985, that the anniversary just passed. Mike Tyson, Trevor Burbank, of course, Mike Tyson capturing the WBC heavyweight title. Mike Tyson versus Larry Holmes, mm, making Larry pay in a way that probably Larry didn't want to pay. But the bottom line is Larry needed three and a half million bucks to pay for a building. And he went to Don King and said, I need three and a half million bucks. He goes, OK, fight Mike Tyson. So he got the building and he got the three and a half million bucks. Mike Tyson versus Michael Spinks, of course, they called that. Once and for all, I called it once and I'll fall. Of course, Spinks taking that one shot and it was all over with. Sonny listening, Cassius Clay, um, if you want to lose your money, be a fool and bet on Sonny. Uh, Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier, the first one, of course, March 7th, 1971. What a fight that was, a fight of the century without a doubt. Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier, too. Tony Perez, the referee, jumped in there uh, a bit abruptly in the second round, sort of took away the luster of that fight. I thought, of course, I thought it should ended in the second round there. And, of course, the last fight was Ali and Frazier, three. The Thriller in Manila. Holy cow. Talk about a fight in which both guys left it. They both left in the ring. I don't know if you know this enough, but Ferdy Pacheco told me that Ali was trying to quit in that corner before Joe quit, before before Eddie Futch stopped the fight. Yes, I, I, I did hear uh, Pacheco say that in uh, a couple of documentaries that they've had over the years. Um, in the perfect world, that's Ali's last fight. You know, he goes out like the way Michael Jordan did on top, you know, winning a you know, winning it with the Bulls, or at least we thought he did before he made that silly comeback. But um, it was the fight that just, you know, took years off of both men, you know, um, and the heat Decades. in Manila. Yeah, the, 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 the heat in, in the Philippines that day is supposed to be legendary. How And the exhaustion of both men, and to go 15 rounds, it was just unbelievable. And, and you know, a testament to it. So probably we'll never see something like that again on many levels, you know, and, and we even saw it a little bit earlier this year. We saw a couple of fights get stopped early premature because of the, the unfortunate deaths that we've had and the referees and the commissions don't want blood on their, on their hands, mm-hmm. you know? So we're never, it's, it's great that we live in a time of um, YouTube and ESPN having the rights to fights and showtime, you know, showing old fights. It's, it really makes you happy to be a boxing fan. And for some younger people that know the names of Ali and Frazier and Foreman and Holyfield, you know, they actually get to see them in action. And maybe you're creating some new uh, fight fans. You know, a little Aliism there. I was 22 years old and Muhammad Ali had just gotten the snot beat out of him by Larry Holmes. In fact, it was a post-fight press conference. The very next day, I think the fight was October 2nd. This was October 3rd. So anyway, so I walk up to Ali, get an autograph, and this is when you can walk up to guys at press conferences. And I was in tears. And he told me, hey, don't cry for me. I'll be okay. But, man, I was like, that 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 one night, I mean, I had to go back to my hotel room. We were staying at the Aladdin that night. I had to go back to my hotel room and collect myself. That was an emotional evening for me. That hurt me a lot. And um, I remember my dad had the uh, the Time magazine. Um, magazine that said the greatest is gone. That's how huge boxing was to have a to have a boxer on the cover of Time magazine, you know. And it was a slumped Ali in this corner, you know. Um, that was a very sad day. Uh, if and then of course he went out and he fought Trevor Burbick, I think afterwards. One year later. Uh, one year later, you know. Um, and uh, just real sad. I mean, Larry probably got more heat from that fight 
but I mean, you fight whoever's in front of you. Yeah, no doubt about that. You know, I also want to mention this before we go to the break for us. October 2nd, 1980 was the day of the the death of Steve McQueen. And when he was filming Bullet wow. here in San Francisco, he actually spent some, he actually took time to come by and like shake like 15 or 20 of us uh, kids. He shook all our hands down there on Army Street. I mean, he didn't have to do this. I heard of like that, that clown that was in uh, Eric Estrada, what he did to George Lopez. He wouldn't sign George Lopez's program or something like that. And, you know, now George Lopez is a big star, but Steve McQueen, he died October 2nd, 1980. And of course he did spend some time. He took some time to, to shake all our hands. He didn't have to, man. He was pretty cool. Wow. That's, that's a, that's a great story. That's one of the uh, icons of, uh, of cinema, Steve McQueen. Uh, he did his own stunts, right? Yeah, he fun? did. He drove, he drove that car all around San Francisco. That was pretty heavy. That 1966, um, Mustang fastback straight up. You have a great weekend and a great week, young man. Stay healthy, stay smart. You, You're wearing the mask, right? Yes, yes, I, yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> you know, I, I will and, say and this: the, ma- the, the mask is quite an improvement for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you didn't believe I'd say that, did you? No. <laughs> Thank you uh, for having me on. You're the best. I love you, man. The PhD of boxing, one the only, the Bronx is Socrates Palmer. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, SB Nation Sports. I keep going, but I don't have enough time. Bottom line is, you're tuned to Ring Talk, baby, but you know that. the debt destroyer network any debt you have credit card tax student loan debt call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt it's great advice plus when you make this free call now we have debt destroyer experts ready to help they can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track debt problems don't have to be overwhelming you can live stress-free and debt-free Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance Ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. 
It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Let these guys blow a second. This is the Tower of Power, baby, and talk about the soul side of town. No doubt about that. You are tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking the world of boxing, MMA, of course, the Sunday edition. Sunday, of course, comes to you 11 a.m. Pacific time for two hours live on these same stations you're listening to. And, of course, Saturday show, same stations. Bottom line is 11 a.m. Pacific time. Let's talk about the late, great Alexis Arguello. Of course, turned pro back in 1968, October 26th, with a second-round knockout of Israel Medina and Managua, Nicaragua. Of course, then when I first saw him, he'd already been the world featherweight champion. This was 1975, I think June 18, 1975. And I went out to the Cow Palace, and there he was. Man, he knocked out some guy named Rosalo Muro, and that was in the second round, of course. And then he retired in 1995 after an ill-fated comeback when he lost the unanimous decision in 10 rounds to Scott, the pink, the pink. The pink lady, the pink tiger, the pink cat, something like that. He had a pink nickname. Bottom line is Scott passed away as well. Uh, that was in, uh, uh, of course, 1995. Alexis Arguello finishing, losing that unanimous nod in 10 rounds, finishing 77-8 and eight with 62 knockouts. Um, I did the Alexis Arguello basically thing this week um, without a whole lot of emotion, and I did that on purpose because last week's show, of course, when I did the one-hour special on him, man, I was like in tears. It was just like a hard thing to do. But this week, it was all about celebrating his career, of course, and today is his birthday. So I wish you happy birthday, El Flaco Explosivo, there will be never, ever another fighter just like you, not another personality just like you, not another politician just like you. Alexis, you are one of a kind, and I really think that after I've met a lot of people around this world, but I don't think, I, I really think they broke the mold after Alexis Arguello. This will never be another one. Never be a guy that emotional, that touchy, that, of course, suffering from depression, anxiety, had his ups, had his downs, but... He was, he was his people's guy, the people's guy, no doubt about that. The king of Nicaragua. I miss him. God bless him. You are tuning to Ring Talk live worldwide, 35, make that 36 plus years now. You're inside looking in the world of boxing and MMA. Don't forget, Saturday and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time, Ring Talk live worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeart Radio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, and of course, SB Nation Sports. This is Ring Talk live worldwide. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Thank you so much for tuning in. 